Aristotle, quit beatboxing. I like that you took a second to stop beatboxing to say Aristotle. Stop, stop with the beatboxing, Aristotle. Aristotle, stop beatboxing. Boxing, 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 boxing. When the remac- re- rematch, the remix. remix, the rematch, when the remix. new cut. The remastered version of that comes out. Aristotle. Daft Punk's going to turn your name into a song. Why? Why would they do that? That's they, You don't ask why. You just no. put it out into the Twitter sphere, and it could happen. Eh, I don't think it would. Question. <laughs> would you want Jet Ski to be no. a song of theirs, or Aristotle to uh, be a song of theirs? Jet Ski would be funny, because then it wouldn't necessarily be. It'd be really cool if they did just like... They just did switch up Aristotle a bunch of times to make a song, and then at the very end, at the drop, which they don't really do, mm-hmm. they don't really do drops, but if they fit it in at the end, they're just like in the robot voice. Jet ski. Oh, I thought it was going to be like at the end of the song. Jet ski. Yeah. But no. No jet ski I don't know here. if they do whispers. I think it's just all robots. I think sense. this happens every episode. Right at the start, my phone does a little thing as a... It's, it's a signal that we're starting. It's it's a notification, actually, from the Dark Knight archivist from History of Batman, which is also technically on our network now. We, well, it, it's right? been on. Well, it's been yeah, on, yeah, but, but... Like, this is a thing now. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, I think... I'm going to add a, an intro thing or an outro thing just being like, come to Meltdown Comics and listen to this, then go to these things. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that. So you probably just heard that, maybe. I think you probably. need, that's, we talked about Daft Punk because you need to do a remix of exactly what you just said. Of the show? That entire chunk. Either you need to do a sound mix, remix of of what you just said, which was a perfect advertisement, Mm-hmm. An intro, and just throw it in there, and just like dice it up with Put some robot voices. Yes, it. but I know that there's <laughs> someone out there like far, far more creatively talented than you and I combined that could turn Maybe. my beatboxing and your little into a whole thing. other thing. Yeah, and then they'll do so well that we'll just say on Twitter, Avicii, I bet you can't do better than this. Or Daft Punk, I bet you can't do better than this. Or Trent Reznor, bet you can't do better than this. And someone will bite. We'll start with the A-team. And then we'll work our way down. I feel like throwing it to Daft Punk or Trent Reznor is like aiming too high. That They're just going to be like... No. Cause if Get out of here. If we do it on Twitter, yo! Bet you can't make this good. These two things. Maybe they'll just fit it into one song. Maybe. No. <laughs> I think they're collaborators. So, uh, last week we said we talked about the Marvel uh, trailers. Yes. Did you get a chance to watch those? Because when I last looked, they were no longer. I did see them. I really would like to say that we could do like we did last time, which is pause and observe them. But I think you searched and they're down. 
I, I didn't look up Apocalypse again, but I did look for Deadpool, and it was gone. Right. Like, there was a lot of reviews, which I guess this is, but... How do you feel personally about, uh, like, people's reaction to, like, the videos that they make of reacting to? Um... I I don't I usually don't watch I don't watch this. Yeah, I I don't necessarily Oh. oh. And I know there's an audience for that. This is the uh, Age, Age oh, of Apocalypse. You, it's not called Age of Apocalypse, is it? Cuz then that's kind of that's weird that they, yeah. Um he's just moving a bunch of uh pyramids. Is this the reaction podcast? See, that's what I'm saying. I, I preface with, is it uh, weird? Because I'm going to jump in and do it. Nice. No, this, that's just... That's this isn't just, a trailer, is it? No. That's the end of... Uh, I think we've clarified that. They've taken down everything from the all those Fox little... side of things. Yeah. They need to lighten up. DC almost like went that route, and they were like... Ah! And then, uh, then, then like, they put yeah. them out, and then everyone was kind of happy. Yeah. I think you just need to realize cool, that. Though. I don't know if, like, Comic-Con just needs to realize that, but just let it happen. Because yeah, that's what we want. People have fun. I get it, like, get it exclusive. But I, it, it was weird because on the last podcast we talked about how, like, you guys were kind of out of the loop about things that happened that day, and you didn't find out till later that night. You're like, oh, the trailer dropped, and I didn't see it because I was elsewhere at the con. Yeah. Whereas it dropped immediately on the internet, and we were here it's celebrating. Like, yeah. So just, I think the con needs, whoever, I, I doubt they're going to, like, raise too big a... I think... It's all the production houses, because Warner Brothers had... Dawn Justice out right away. Yeah, I was going to say, that then, that should be the way that it gets done. And then the next day, like, Just you know, the trailer Suicide Squad. Well, it's, it's always going to be a service because we've shown that we can get it out. And I don't know if maybe that breeds the excitement of watching it first and, like, just yeah, I crappy. Think they should allow that. Like, like for one day, just like, ah, oh, I like can't you were really the observe first to it. See and, it. The next, and then the yeah. next day, put it on the internet. Yeah. Is it like an extra layer of fun to like try and make out what is that? Mm-hmm. It looked like alien boob, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know I, what I just saw. That's how I felt about Suicide Squad because the best angle or the most like shared or however it was that like people just keep showing it. Mm. That was like they were so far from the screen. Yeah, I was and like, I can't make out angle? any of this. That's a, that's the same thing with the Deadpool trailer. You get to see a lot, but then yeah. from what I from the video I saw, I'm assuming there's only one. There's a scene where like they they cover the camera. Yeah, it's like wow, what the fuck? Yeah. So I don't know if like one day of just like that, that's sort of the if that becomes like comments day, just like you you get one day where you day. try yeah. and like decipher, and that's like sort of the the like incentive to to keep go, going to, to, to keep going to the con yeah to yeah. keep going to hall age i mean really that's and that's never gonna i can't imagine that that would ever decline in popularity really because yeah, i mean you're also going to see the cast and yeah the director and, the, and then you talk know. about it so if they're yeah. worried about like 
ah, oh, soon people are going to think it's irrelevant. The whole point is you're seeing it. You're uh, there. You're seeing it on a big screen for the first time. And you're there with all the people getting excited. Yeah. Like, even if I, like, even if I was at Fantastic Four and they dropped the trailer, mm. which I'm not so excited about, with that many people, with like 7,000 people there kind of waiting for, you know, Fantastic Four, I probably would like cheer and get yeah. excited. Cause for a film that I'm like very lukewarm about. Yeah. Mm. So I don't think that's ever, I don't see how that would ever like stop. But, uh, that being said, I think I read it today, and it was a part of the whole Entertainment Weekly exclusive that Apocalypse's suit or look is a uh, half half practical, half CGI, and so that's not entirely what you see. The picture, in, yeah. God, they get the apologies out so quick, don't they? Yeah. We do not make it easy for them. They're like, <laughs> "Look, guys, we're just trying to get to you." A story you want, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but, man, the apologies come out right away. Like the Jared Leto Joker thing, yeah, it, with the damage tattoo. It was just like, yeah, but that, uh, uh, it's like they just like apologize so immediately now. Yes, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of the way that they look, which is. So nitpicky. You're talking for X-Men. X-Men, yeah. But that's because I just, I haven't liked any of the X-Men movies. It's funny because Except for First Class. the day that the images broke, Mm -hmm. my first thought was, oh, that doesn't even look like Oscar Isaac. That's cool. My -hmm. second thought was, wow, he looks like Ivan Ooze. And then I turned to someone and I go... This is this is the day that it broke. This is like hours after like it was it was up online. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Do you think he looks like Ivan News?" Somebody went, "Dude, everyone's already saying that." Like I was like I, like the like joke had late. been said a thousand <laughs> times. I was like, "This image just broke 3 hours ago. How is everyone already it was it was the epitome of like living in the age the of the internet." internet. The internet's because on. I had just had the thought the day that it happened, hours after it dropped, and somebody's like, we know, buddy, the internet's saying that already. They're drawing the connections to Ivan Ooze. Well, And I was just like, oh, God. I was just so hurt. I made I, an observation, and it was a slap on the wrist. Whatever, get over it. Stop being sensitive. <laughs> well, yeah, I... I mean, obviously, I think we're all just gonna have we're all we all we're all gonna go see these movies. Yeah, it's, or not? I don't know. But we, we bitch and we I, bitch and we bitch and we we're bitch still gonna and go we see go. it. But I will see Ant Man probably at some point, despite like which I know you want to talk about. And yeah. for those listening, we haven't even really said Eddie's dead on the floor right now. Oh, he's dead. He passed out. Um, he liked Ant Man so much that he started talking to us like in the short time it took Aristotle to sit down at the table and go, oh, I need to hit record. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't contain himself, so he's, he's dead on the ground now. I think he Arist- shit himself. Aristotle tried CPR for a very long time. <laughs> I swear I saw some tongue get slipped. Nope. Nope. Uh, all right. Nope. Say what you want. Uh, but the point is, uh, Eddie's asleep right now, yeah. deep sleep, because he was so satiated with Ant-Man. So, because it was very good. Being that 
uh, we can't say too much about the trailers right now. Other than Deadpool was cool and what I could make Deadpool out of it. Very good, yeah. I Colossus made me excited. Yeah, I, I was like, was that Colossus? I don't know if it was just because yeah. that's the one thing I could really actually make out mm. from the leaked trailer of it since they won't give me. Well, Ryan Reynolds actually went out and said, like, don't worry. Don't worry. It'll come. <laughs> yeah. He, he's he got to be somebody who has, like, superhero reflex right now. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I, uh, like don't worry. It's coming. Listen, it's I coming. swear to God, I'm listening <laughs> to all of you. I, I just want to make one film where you guys like what I do because I'm actually talented and I'm funny. I do. Just, I do like him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that I think is like, I don't know, he's like a frat boy superhero, uh, they just need to get over themselves. I think he's super talented. I think he's smart. I think he's shown that he can act in a wide variety of different films. It was just a, like, perfect storm of kind of bad luck. Yeah. That I think Deadpool will completely correct. And then, sure enough, it it kind of has already. Yeah, that, like I'm excited to see all, that. All the articles are like Deadpool got the biggest e- crowd and biggest cheering. I'm and, sure yeah. it, we can't keep those issues on the shelves. Oh yeah, it's, we can't do Deadpool it. Like, blown up so much. I know, and it's it's, it's crazy how, like, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's it's the tongue in cheek, like self referencing, but it's also like the things that he's been plugged into. So. He's, well, he's Night of the Living Dead gave him like a zombie story. That's which that's, was that's the other thing that I've been trying to that I think about a little bit. That he can be like plugged how, into almost anything. Yes, really. but how is he getting to so many people? Because that would mean that all these people are reading comic books. Because he's not like he's not like the Joker that has that's been in a bunch of different movies. He was just in that one movie, and he wasn't even like right like a good Deadpool. Yeah, I don't know if it's video games. Because he did have that video game, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Yeah. but And then, was he ever in any of the uh, Marvel Legos? I think he is now. Yeah, okay. But, like, have you seen those uh, those Deadpool Letterman jackets? No. I, I see those a lot, which is really? uh, so shocking, because I can only imagine. Oh, kind of speaking expensive. of. Oh, oh. They can't. No one knows no, what's no, happening. It's just r- rustling noises. Derek is I pulling off of Eddie his jacket. Not Eddie. De- yeah, you're stealing Eddie's jacket. Don't make it sound oh, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, yeah, stealing yeah, yeah. Eddie's jacket. I mean, not Eddie you're as in like Eddie's passed out on the body. floor. I don't even know if this is Eddie, but yeah, I'm taking his jacket. And the jacket being? Do you want to say it? Or you say it. it. A drive jacket. The drive jacket with the scorpion. Ryan Gosling drive jacket. Yeah, feels good. Feels good to wear this jacket. Is it I intended- hot, though? No, it's, it's, everyone says that it's actually pretty. It's lined in a way that it actually breathes a little mm-hmm. bit. But what's funny is like I wear this jacket and I, it's new because Johnny from uh, Fat Collectibles, who will probably now be picking up all of Eddie's shift now that uh, Eddie's dead. Um, possibly dead on the ground. Um, Johnny like lent it to me, and I know how much this means to him. So I don't necessarily understand why he's like, "Dude, just take it." Maybe it's because it's like he's Italian and he's just like a very good giving person. Mm. But um, that was that like was that positive racism? I think being so, that I, I, to, like, I I do that a lot, mm. and like being that I don't know, I'm, I'm white. I feel like uh, I spread all the positive racism that I can. Oh, he's Italian. He's like a really loving person. 
I, I do that as much as I can. Mm. I just try and spread all the positive racism that I can. It's something to the extent But then of, is it called racism? Uh, yeah, so any like be... any Latin person I meet is really smart. They're incredibly smart. Every single right. one of them. And and completely hard working. And the thing is, you think I'm I, you think I'm making a joke? I'm not. But it's I am generalizing a, it's... for the positive. I'm, tr- I'm just trying to trying to dance around. There's this. no there's <laughs> no sarcasm. Yeah. None. I I'm swear just... to God. So if I need to be corrected, that'll happen. But until until then, point being, I'm wearing a drive jacket. And yes. I don't know how to feel about it because to me, it's like it's like it's a fan thing. It's it's mm-hmm. you're you're showing off. I like this thing. I'm hardcore. But that's it. So, like, because it's a jacket and it costs a little more than, say, a Superman Mm T-shirt, there's an element of this fucking guy with his drive jacket. But there's a level of I don't give a shit because it's like it's it's pop culture that I like that I care about because it's it's a pretty dope jacket. But it is got to be like you got to wear it confidently, and it I don't think i'd be able to wear it confidently because then it's just like i feel like i'm wearing this movie prop but at the same time that's how i felt and i think it's like um you just gotta you gotta go to places where it is like you're in Mm. public a lot um but you're not making a deal of it so if you're like on the promenade uh in uh santa monica i'm sure people are gonna be like drive or like something like that but if i'm in ralph's and just wearing it i don't know that's what I did last night, and there was a lady when I was in checkout. I don't. It, she had to have been like forty or fifty, and I don't know if she's seen Drive. It mm-hmm. didn't seem like she would. She was just like, "That's a nice jacket," <laughs> and that's literally what's happened the past like twenty four hours. Four different compliments of "That's a nice jacket," and I don't think any of them were said, you know, in a uh, malicious like, yeah. manner. I I got uh, Desiree, my girlfriend, a uh-huh. Drive jacket. And uh, she doesn't wear it very often, but I remember we wore it to the Cine family. I forgot what we were watching, mm. but like everyone was like, "Nice jacket, nice jacket." Yeah, that's definitely I think the. Uh... I think just our demographic gives a tip of the cap, mm. and I don't think it's because it, I guess I think because it's so expensive, it's not oversaturated yet, like a yeah. Superman tee mm-hmm. is, you know. So feels nice to be I, doing a podcast in this jacket. I really like the black one. I haven't seen the black one. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's the same thing. It's just all the materials black. I um, saw. I don't know. I don't know if this is where they're making them, but um, they made this exact jacket, mm-hmm. except for instead of like a gold sewn in uh, scorpion, scorpion, they do all the other star I, signs. Yeah, I've seen that too. And to be honest, dude. I think I want to get the Sagittarius because mm. that's my sign, and it's like that's such a sign that people go immediately. Oh, that's a star sign. I see what he's doing there. Because if you did like Gemini, if you did like twins, you'd be like, what? Or and then the, scor- the maybe, Scorpion is it's super. Yeah, like, that's, just, that's that's, that's what it is. A, just, and maybe Libra, like people would get it, but like once you see the Sagittarius, like the the centaur with the bow, you're like, oh. That's the I play on, on that. So I don't know. I, I That's what the, I'd like. The crab, that'd be just kind of weird. Crab would be like, you You, <laughs> you kind gotta, of got the jacket, right? You've got a, you got a crab <laughs> on your jacket. That's weird. Lion would be 
Lion would be cool. Lion would be cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I'm so, wearing that now. But uh, let's also let's talk also, about what Drive's a great movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely see you, it. Yeah, you have yeah. to see it. Um. Only God forgives if you're feeling. Uh, if you if you're feeling if you're really feeling that drive. If you vibe. saw, okay, so Renf. Is that how you say his? I never uh, know how to say his. Rain? Refin? I say Refin. Refin? Okay. If you haven't seen any of his films, there's... How many are there? Three or four? Um, He did there's Drive. F- Drive. Only God Forgives. He has a... Valhalla Rising. Valhalla Rising. And then there's a movie called Bronson that I haven't seen Bronson, yet. Bronson, But it has... Right. Um, what's his name? Bane. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Eddie. Hey, dead Eddie. Dead. You cannot... Dead Eddie. You cannot stop the Bane voices from happening oh. now. Oh, no. How's it feel sucking up oh, dirt off the so ground, Eddie? Yeah. Eddie. Eddie, I'm touching you. You cannot stop this. And you're not even reacting. Take control. <laughs> Have your Take podcast. Eddie. 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 Take um, control. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of freeing. Uh, not having the Eddie police to stop the Bane voices. <laughs> that happened in all of our heads. Um, so, yeah, dry jackets on. Let's also talk about some new additions to the uh, podcast room. Nah. You don't want to talk about that? Nah. Aristotle doesn't want to bring up the penis candle that now sits in uh, Nerdist uh, Space above Meltdown Comics. But I'm I'm bringing it up. I'm forcing him to to talk about the situation. Follow bizarre states. It'll it'll come up. Follow bizarre states. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, he's leaving a little Easter egg. I'm drawing you in with simply saying there's a penis candle yeah. I- in the corner. Um, we'll be starting. You did tell me to smell said candle. It does smell good. Yes. It's a good smelling penis candle. Yeah, it's. But you also said smells like penis, and I was trying to, um, I was trying to determine the the true scent, and I think it's cinnamon, but I can't I can't tell. It. It's not. Yeah, it it had some floral element to it. But it does smell good, and yeah. it's there because uh, Bizarre States will be building a little shrine there. That's cool. And the um uh, the Mars attack uh Martian right is is um has been there this whole time? As long as I've been here. I don't know if we just readjusted. I, I yeah, I'm now I don't know if you just put a penis candle next to it and all of a and sudden now you see it. But yeah, no, it's like there, well oh. there was stuff like stacked up on there where you That's what I felt like. It, but which now I'm just thinking of Toy Story and he probably didn't like that he was being hidden. But he probably uh, likes even less now that he's next to a penis, penis candle. candle. Eddie, what do you think? Dead. Just dead. We did all we could <laughs> to resuscitate, short of calling the cops. But I mean, he just leave I don't want to have him to there. answer too many questions. He's a tired man. He is. He's very sleepy. Uh, I do. Now that he's gone, we can say whatever the hell we want. Or gone as in asleep. Uh, I catch him taking naps on the job. <laughs> Oh, for reals, right? Yeah. Uh, in the the green room, yeah. I'll like be like, "Where's Eddie?" And there could there's usually about four different answers to "Where's Eddie?" But he, the not the most popular, the one that gives me like a "Oh, Eddie" sitcom moment 
is he's asleep in the green room on the clock at like 2 p.m. He just goes, just catching a quick nap. And then he just yeah. does, he does shooters at me. But it, <laughs> He does either shooters from the couch, at, implying without saying, I'm going to, and I'm going to nap for another five <laughs> minutes. Or he does shooters as he gets up to be like, yeah, I, I've had a good nap. But usually it's when like, it's, it's not quite as busy. Yeah. That's usually what I've found. I would, or I'm, not a, I'm not a violent man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably start a swinging if it was a fucking rush, oh, <laughs> and he was yeah, taking a nappy nap. Goddamn! But that's yeah. that's usually when it's like eleven a.m. on a Tuesday, and everyone who is working a day job isn't strolling in. Yeah. So he's like, he he woke up basically to fall asleep here for a second, and then come back. He's a very hard worker. That boy, he mm. is. I might be shortchanging him, but I do catch him taking naps. <laughs> um, uh, should I? So we talked about Deadpool and Apocalypse. Yep. Those are fine. Oh, uh, uh, Magneto's suit looks awesome. I haven't seen his full suit. It looks really good. I mm. think just like they have fun making remaking his suit every time because what was it? The first one was it purple in first class? It was purple, wasn't it? It was a. Uh, I think it, it was, was just the helmet. In first class, because it belonged to... Um, That's right, Sebastian Shaw. Yes. And then... Uh, but Oh, yeah, you're right. But then um, he had the red suit for Days of Future Past. I believe so. And they've kept I, it red again. Yeah, which is a good look. I it like really it. is. And it's broken up and it's more segmented. And if, if, uh, if Brian Singer has a leather fetish... <laughs> Then I have like a segment yep. fetish because like anytime they like break up the suits the into like pieces, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, good. that's exactly what then I wanted. It's like maneuverability, but with yeah, armor and you just it. knew that they're like trying to get it to contour like exactly, not just yeah. using stretchy material. I always thought that was lame. Uh, whatever, it looks. I'm sure, this looks is. Solid. I I never caught. I never kept up with it. But whatever happened with Brian Singer's accusations? Oh, you want. Were- of like let's let's build Cosby this because of what wasn't he accused of why like, do I feel caught for his act I don't know no, I wasn't prepared for this it was it was right around the time of Days of Future yes, Past and then yes, I had no idea and, what then, happened, like, and then like the Hollywood narrative like ah oh, big offense you're I'm trying to jumpstart my career just sweep that under the rug. No one bring that up, please. You're right. You're right to bring it up. I'm glad you're a beacon of truth. Because when I... when I, I don't know why I'm so uh, nervous. I was talking mad shit about Brian Wood a while back, um, which we have a Brandon Graham book we have to remember to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I... I was kind of surprised to see that he's doing this one. I thought, what happened to that thing? What Do you think that the, they would have just like yeah. said, like, no, thank you? I don't know, dude. Who is it? Roman Polanski, Woody uh, Allen. I mean, we've got a lot of directors that do some weird shit and yeah. just like Hollywood, just like, well, as long as they keep making. I mean, we should all films that take work. a page from the Hannibal Burris, Bill Cosby thing and just be like, no. Re- redo the cool. entire joke in its entirety to be I, redundant. I cannot. No, I don't know the Hannibal Burr's thing about Bill Cosby, so you need to... Oh, it was a part of his act that was like, did y'all know that... Well, did you guys know that uh, Bill Cosby was, like, sued for rape and no one ever brings this up? And then that just, like, let everyone know. It's like, oh, yeah, that 
that happened. That was a thing. And then every, that's what snowballed the thing. So, wait, he was the catalyst for all that being undone? Kind of. I mean... Hannibal Burr's like just brought it up. Yeah. And was, then... Because Bill Cosby has been uh, notorious for like... Yeah, I knew that this was long running, but had always been getting... Like he was... That day was being like paid out like several times over to hush hush. Mm. But but like what? that, uh, Bill Cosby was always like, "Why are these comics always swearing? And why do you guys talk like that? Yeah. And why do you do?" And then Hannibal was like, "Fuck you! You were accused of rape. <laughs> How are you telling us this shit when you're the monster?" You know what's funny is, um, uh, I did stand up for a very brief, very brief time, um, it, back home in Iowa, which there's a big market for that. Let me tell you. And then in uh, Chicago, and it was just like a terrible experience. It was not good at all. But um, I like my parents came to like one that was a good one that actually like every comic well. did well. Mm-hmm. Um, then they came to one where like people were like experimenting, and myself like I. F- like I feel like definitely down in our open mic night when it's not going so well. I feel like a lot of um, young white guy comedians tried to bring up the topic of the N-word because they saw uh, Lucy K do it and get away with it. And it's like, I'm going to rework it and do it in a way that, oh my God, I've heard like white slavery jokes and like, um and like and they're they're coming at it from an angle of like no no guys i can make it work because i'm saying how cool black people are maybe like i just was like uh, a while back with my like positive positive racism but um there there's something about like they just want to see it through it's like they're like no i think i could make it work i could change everyone's view on like sort of being a white guy and like my relationship with the N word, like I can, uh, I can change people's minds about it, and it's just it's uh, that's not even the wheel. So don't reinvent it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so my parents came once when I sort of tried to do that, and uh, my mom was like, "You're much better than that, and uh, you need to be more like Bill Cosby." Oh, yeah. So it was like, it was a funny, like, I just went back to her and I was like, remember when you wanted me to, like, <laughs> clean up my acts like Bill Cosby? Um, I don't know if that's uh, relevant anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, it it kind of is. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's still uh, shocking, but, I mean, he's a monster, so... Yeah, this just changes my whole relationship with the uh, show Little Bill. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, Little Bill. God damn it. I don't know. I mean, Little Bill just literally takes on a whole new meaning now. Hey, let's. Should I talk about Ant-Man or should we just... Let's talk that? about a very positive thing, which is Ant-Man now, because it's just we want to move past Bill Cosby. Yes. As, a, as, as humanity, we want to do it. So let's talk about it. You saw it. Dead Eddie has seen it. Uh, it's the last film he'll ever be seeing. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. He's um, dead. He's, he's, he's out of commission. So me being the person that is dragging his feet mm-hmm. because... Of an allegiance to Edgar Wright <laughs> that I have. I, uh, which I know you do too. Yeah. But you need to understand. You need to understand, man. 
you can't say it if you if you go if you don't even go opening weekend you have the privilege of being in hollywood you have the privilege of seeing it before everyone in the country does so you didn't go opening weekend you were one of the first so i i really i can't look you in the eye and say yeah yeah i see your your appreciation of edgar wright I was waiting for your rebuttal, but I really feel like I hurt your feelings. No, I'm <laughs> Didn't mean to like, make that happen. But I, that's how I feel about it. That's why I'm not rushing. I'm sure I'll see it. I, I don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters. I might wait till it's on Netflix. It's, well, I don't, I'm trying to think. Will it be on Netflix? Because the only Marvel Avengers movie, is. Uh, well, that's Avengers. That's like I was trying to think what other Marvel movies have made it to Netflix. Thor The Dark World was the original... Was it? Uh, maybe it wasn't. Uh, Thor was, for sure. Mm. I don't know if Thor The Dark World was, though. Um, but well, yeah, dude, all if, of them will be. Yeah. All of them will be at Eventually. some point. Uh, but, Captain America was. But it's a very good movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I. So walk me through it. So I, he- I heard consistently throughout the day from the like four people that have seen it, the way they packaged it in the trailer... What do you mean? Does it reflect uh, what you saw? Uh, I'd say so. Fun heist movie. Uh, good, good action. Okay. Like I, I was happy that they like, because I think everyone likes to shit on Ant Man because it's such a silly character, and they knew that, and they made a silly movie. And you've been rooting character. for him for years. Yeah, and uh, but in this movie, they do a great job of making him badass. That's cool. Uh, like in a in a way that's like, yeah, he's not Captain America, but he can certainly right. handle himself with the Avengers. I did like I did like the promotionals, the, the all the ads and were uh, mm-hmm. the the like tangible ads, so like billboards and posters that I saw. Yeah, of just him him being, being him being very small on on things we already recognized. That, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah it I it made me go oh that's cool and um, and. Eddie said it earlier today, but there's still very much a lot of Edgar Wright influence in this movie. Like, there, yeah, he's, there's a yeah. lot that's like, yeah, that was a very good uh, final point for Eddie to bring up before he passed. Uh, <laughs> I um, I heard consistently uh, from the people that did see it that the trailer didn't quite package out that it was going to be the heist and that it was going to be quite as funny as it was, Mm -hmm. but also have the moments of being a badass, like you said, um, that it was funk. It was functioning a little more, uh, uh, very easy, digestible tongue in cheek. Whereas like the jokes are a little more, I don't know, higher brow or like Mm -hmm. not higher brow, but, um, fuller than just yeah. the little light ones that they could fit into the trailer which yeah. makes sense because if you're if you're giving them too many of the good jokes in the trailer it's then not, you're ruining yeah. the movie so that was but. good to hear um and might again make me like go all right i'll see it but um the only the only thing that i was like oh um it's a, a spoiler in a way but it's not a spoiler at all because my 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 awe was that like this didn't happen, but you they never i I was hoping at the end they'd be like, "Well, what if we did it backwards, and then he becomes giant man and now has the ability to shrink and grow and grow, yeah, but yeah. he does not 
they don't mm. do that. So I'm sorry if that ruins the movie for you. But I'm letting you know that that doesn't yeah. happen. So don't expect it. And it's still a great movie. Yeah. And I heard there was two post-credit sequences. Uh, yes. That yeah. la- the the ending credit sequence uh, kind of took me by surprise. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that, that was, that's fucking awesome. Is it? Wait, uh, nope. I I don't I don't know anything. I know I but... know zero. But yeah, you're like getting the jump on me. Um, I mean, if does is... does it is that the post grad sequence that sort of places him within the larger canon? Uh, it definitely throws him in. But in the movie, he's kind of uh, it's uh, it's so fun to see how like this story and Hank Pym's story have been happening parallel with the rest of the MCU. Oh, you're do they do they have some like moments that they should uh, you're smiling. So there's, do they well, there's, do they call back? No and oh. yes. No No, yes. well not to any okay. like once Do they call back to movie. previous scenes and previous movies? Like, no, but you see uh, some familiar faces. Okay, that's that's fine by me. That that's interesting because that does. I was excited if like in my mind, if I were to take on an Ant Man movie, I would. I the a, a funny joke that I would maybe try and uh, argue for would be. He was so small, and he was in each battle. But you can't see him. But you can, yeah, you can see nice. that that the that the narrative had been functioning before. Let's say the first Avengers, and then at some point in the plot, it's just a sequence of him being there <laughs> at each one. And if they had like known that as soon as they could, and they actually did start planting him, and say. Age of Ultron, and oh. maybe you would have got what uh, Winter Soldier what was the one. What was right before before Age of Ultron? Yeah, uh, it was Guardians. It was Guardians, Guardians, and then it was okay. Yeah, it was Winter Soldier. So yeah, Guardians. just if you just had him there, just there, just there, that would have that would have made me laugh. I've been here this whole time, but that's that's <laughs> what I feel like I I've been noticing um, with. Marvel's world building versus DC, and I think we kind of talked about it. I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about all oh, the brilliance that DC's world. We're we're only getting shown, but what from what I feel like I'm seeing, Marvel's world building mm-hmm. came came first technically, and it's a very linear world building, and it's it's what it is is you have a film, and then the, the post credit sequence, right after. yeah, the post credit sequence. Um, uh, teases what the next film's gonna be mm-hmm. and a conflict of the next, and it keeps doing that, and it's a tease always. And then f- at first, that's like new, and it's like, oh, it's a promise. Now it becomes a staple, and that's how it functions. What I feel like I'm seeing in just the tr- two trailers alone from Batman vs Superman and, and Suicide, Squad. Suicide Squad is. Not just self-referencing, because I mean that happens in mm-hmm. in uh, Age of Ultron, but with Batman on the car in Suicide Squad for just a quick second. Yeah. Um, 
I feel, and then Man of Steel and uh, Batman vs Superman having shared moments just from a different angle mm-hmm. with Bruce Wayne wa- witnessing Zod's like heat vision activating. Yeah, um, it feels like DC's world building, maybe because their characters are a little more uh, prolific and immediately known by people. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they have the advantage of I can just we can just place them in the narrative yeah like the I mean I don't think it's true but there's that the the rumor of like the whale saves Superman in Man of Steel yeah that yeah so that that they can just go back they can either go back or they could let's say um, the Batman um, solo film that that Affleck does with Jeff Johns Mm. That's, Wait, is Jeff Johns writing it? Or they're co-writing oh, together. Wow. Yes, yeah. that's pretty crazy. And I would have loved to have like ha- if if Ben Affleck was like, "All right, so if this is a comic book film, I need a comic book writer," and he's like, "I can help write for the filmic side, but I need a comic book writer." writer. With me, and and that would be so cool. That would make me respect him so much because yeah. I don't know if that studio house is making that decision, but if he was sort of like, "Yo, I'll only do this if we actually yeah, have somebody who knows that shit and can yeah. talk to and and is good," because Jeff Johns can do it. Like if he would have been if he would have been trusted a little more, I think in 2011 we wouldn't have gotten that shit show that was Green Lantern because he did sort of help oversee that but I don't think he was given as much say in it and now that he's like higher up in the DC um, that being said network I would be awesome if they also got Frank Miller in there that would be fucking dope yeah but I don't get Jeff and Frank Miller in here oh god build the fuck a Batman and just that because Snyder and him are they doing the master uh, race or did Snyder back out and somebody else is helping him the ma- or, I thought it was um s- the next dark knight yeah no I'm saying mas- it's master race is the subtitle I think oh I had no idea dark knight 3 the master race I think is what it's called which like Frank Miller people can say like he's off his rocker he's like crazy yeah, or he's like but so but he, I'm sure he's going to still pump out another fucking awesome Batman and I think uh Dark Knight um 2 was I don't know if that was like a misstep on his end. I had some people who were like I had no problem with that mm-hmm. and there's some people that hated it yeah but I think it was just too short, whatever it was. I, if you, I don't know if you've ever read it, but it's really short. And it's sort of like, well, if the first one was you know, a super fleshed out story of like Reagan era Batman, why wouldn't you give an equally ambitious second yeah. you know, part? So I I'm, hope that the third – I hope that the third, honestly, I don't know if they'll continue, let's say, the timeline – from where Still in like a Reagan era, or if he'll update it. But I would love to see a story that bridges like where that Batman was in like Reagan era of um, of you know politics and where his Batman was at, a bridge to a modern context uh-huh. and sort of what politically is happening in our own environment and how Batman. Sh- it's 
need like the idea of him and like the vigilante would need to be like um inserted into the mm-hmm. system i would really love to see what he has to say in that regard that's what i would hope master race would be about and i don't and and i know that they're teasing what sounds like another brawl between batman and superman mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, whoa, let's not just keep rehashing that dynamic. Give me some something more. And if it was, if it was, again, Superman in our political environment today and Batman as the countering force, or even what if it became Batman yeah, is, is ingrained in the political system and then Superman has to be like, yo, this wasn't you. You cleaned my clock uh, last time and now it's my time to tell you, like chill out well, that would be cool either way i'm excited because that sounds like a an insane team up i think it'd be awesome yeah um so ant-man i feel like the any this other... is a good segue ant-man annual talk it's about the books i read um it was good <laughs> uh it's a it's an <laughs> annual and usually annuals i'm like eh. and it was it was good because it's a i liked it that it was a team up between Scott Lang and Hank Pym. Yes. And that was fun to see, but... Did you read that before going in to see Ant-Man? This was or after Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Right. So what was that I, I don't even I don't even like connect the two because this, no. the current Ant-Man is so... Un... Uh, there was, there was a, a race, loud car. There was a race car. It was a, it was a ghost car. Yeah. It was the Ghost Rider. Holy shit. It was very loud and it still did not wake up Eddie. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, they're just so different. Different, not different. Um, Which is weird because I would think... I mean, it sure looks like the suit is a little more... Influenced by the movie. Yeah. yeah. And then we're seeing him on Flying Ants. Yeah, but he's always done Flying Ants. The Flying Ant thing. But, um... I liked it. Okay. It's... it's I've I've enjoyed this current run of Ant-Man, and I've been waiting oh so long for another Ant-Man what, title. And I think... So, so I'm gonna force you to tell me more. What what is no 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 of the comic? Uh-oh. What is it? Is it the dynamic of the two of them? Is that the main? What's the main draw of the book? Like of the the current series or just this issue? Yeah, I, either one. Uh, well, the draw of the series is a little easier. That it's uh. Scott Lang is Ant Man, and it's kind of it's it's actually it's kind of sad. It's kind of a sad story of like it's like I have this daughter, but I'm this shitty hero that nobody gives a shit about, and I don't have a job, and I live in this suit, and nobody likes me. And then uh, his wife hates him, and then they move to Miami. And I was like, well, I'll just move to Miami, and uh, and then he starts Ant Man Security. And okay. he hires like these two ex villains, and it's it's funny, but there's also like that kind of like oh man. Okay, so I'm a little depressed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after your that, recap, that's exactly how I felt after the first <laughs> issue. I thought, oh my god, this is so. so much is it is it his attitude towards all the suck in his life that makes it? He's like, he's pretty positive accessible. about it. Okay, yeah, like he he's very light about it, but. Reading it, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Man, that's so... <laughs> well, what's interesting is I, I haven't touched too much of the Scott Lang 
books. Mm. Really, I've only ever seen um, Hank. Yeah, books. I mean, he's the he is the yeah. starter of the. <laughs> and um, I think, it, it, to be honest, like him being a hero that slapped his wife. Yeah. Although not something that I would ever condone and do condemn. Yeah. Um, in the context of reading a narrative. Yeah. That's a very um interest eh, it, 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 it engaging. Yeah. Engaging. He's I'm engaged once you cross a line to a point of no return. Yeah. You can't go back complex. on that after you commit to that choice once that's inserted into the narrative. And actually what's weird is I went back and I looked at it and I don't know how many times they introduced that or like like have redone that moment but i went back and looked at what i thought was the original and it's still bad and it's almost kind of worse that he does it but like he he slaps her and then immediately justifies he's like i'm sorry i did that because i was upset and i'm just trying to get you to understand the importance of the situation so yeah it again it's not it's it's not anything that I'm like, oh yeah, Hank was totally in the right for that. No. no. It, but... but it's it's just weird how that's like treated at that time that it's almost like did they realize how yeah, big of a deal that was? Or were they just tre- were they treating it almost like what is it? Uh Gone with the Wind or any of the countless films of like the 30s and 40s where a woman would be like hysterical and the guy would just slap her and then she'd like kind of stop and he'd be like listen you need to pull it together and you need to get a grip on yourself baby doll i'm gonna be leaving here by the morning and i love you and like all these confusing things that it's just like i care about you that's why i'm slapping you across the face um terrible things but he is a very difficult character and i can only imagine that that made him so much harder to write after after they had put that in there, but then like he slapped his wife. He has anger issues, and then like he had the crazy. Um... He drink. He drink. He does drink, right? I can't remember. Is he a uh, boozer or no? I don't think so. I know Iron okay. Man was, but I, yeah. he had the identity crisis kind of yeah. that deal, or the the personality disorder. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, and then I he, just found, and then he created Ultron. I always found him more yeah yeah, He's, and that was the other plot point I was going to bring up. I just found him more engaging than Scott, and it was yeah. never that I was like anti Scott. It was just I was waiting to hear the story where he like was defined as like a worthy successor, yeah. and and not that worthy, just worthy and or as equally as engaging. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, um. So that's my thought. I think the movie does a good job of that. And then you that's certainly cool. see, like, little bits of Hank's anger. But. Yeah. But they definitely they don't. Do not, yeah, yeah, they skip there right There are moments where I was like, are that. They, is that, what? Is they, that? They, I'm sure they're but, very happy to skip right over, over that. that. Yeah. There's no way in hell you'd get that out of a Disney movie. Well, I don't, um, I, did you watch Daredevil? Because that's where I was like, man, they are not afraid. Watch Daredevil? What do you mean? Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah, but that's not... That's, it's it's not like that, but I mean it's. I guess yeah. I guess they not, do own it now, yeah. so it's technically there. It's totally theirs. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I see you have it out. Talk to me about Godzilla in Hell. Did you read this? I did. Because it was read, like read the easiest. No read. It was the easiest read that of the week, hands down. <sighs> but it doesn't mean at all that it was. It was unworthy of of. It's such a fact, good. It's. I'd say it's it most was, or second most worthy of the week. Yeah. Because Godzilla and Hell, is, uh, art and story, by James Tico, and holy shit. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure I've said it before. Loves to go. Who doesn't loves to go? The it's, he's he's one of those those artists that like we don't we don't even need to sit here and like like say like he's great because like anyone that sees it in 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 the store is like holy shit. You'll spend five minutes looking at one thing that he's drawn because the corner. that's the detail. That he's put into it, which I uh, that, it took me so long to read this book because that's what I was doing. I was just yeah, admiring I mean, every little the the all of the paneling is great and it's it's all very wide panel and that to me and that's why I got through it quick. But yes, then I went back and looked at everything. But he's doing a lot of wide panel stuff so that you you see the scale of everything. Yeah, and he's packing every wide panel with like so much detail detail. but then he'll do like the spine getting ready for atomic breath that's a very thin panel and uh, his art is just so easily recognizable because it's so very much him yeah even the color schemes like it it always which he's responsible for too right yeah he's responsible for everything basically yeah pretty much and it's always like a lot of green yellow red yeah and then like vibrant blue against the red for yeah. the atomic breath. Yeah. It what I liked is just yeah, there's no words. Oh yeah, there's, Godzilla doesn't. There's no words. So um Eddie Eddie said that out loud on the store. I was like, damn it, Eddie. Don't spoil it for me. And it it was a joke. But I mean, you never know. Godzilla could talk in hell. Yeah. Um I I mean why I think this is cool is because I don't need to worry about translation. Translation. No one needs to. You know? Also, you don't really necessarily need any backstory. You don't. You understand everything that's going on. Um, and it's a trip. It's like, it's surreal. It's yeah. He's in hell and like... There's a, a it, storm of people. Yep. Which is a, a weird thing and then... He see he, like in the eye of the storm. He sees like a a weird evil version of himself, but then like splits open is in a whole other monster. Um, awesome. Yeah. The and the the um, radiator or um, radiator the cooling towers for the atomic. Oh, yeah. Um, those like like just like goo and like something that looks like out of a John Carpenter film like grabs him. And there's the this is like one string of metaphors, basically for what hell would be for Godzilla, mm-hmm. and um, like radiation. He's if we're if we're coming from a place of um, which I can't I can never remember. I only know from the the explanation of the ninety what seven or uh, uh, Godzilla what. What is the gender of Godzilla? 
I, I'd I, hate to be saying. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter. But I'd hate to keep saying he or she or Godzilla. G G. Um, like if we're coming from his, if we're coming from G's place, <laughs> um, he's he'd probably hate this sight of like atomic cooling towers mm. and atomic radiation like that turned him into a monster basically yeah the atomic age and and so that's that's one thing that i saw that's like one of the first things he has to deal with is that's the first thing he sees is the sort of pollution and then at the center of that is those towers and then that's the first thing that he deals with and it's actually something very quickly but then the swarm of the human cloud comes then he faces someone that looks like him but it's scarred and then as you said like into like a similar John Carpenter type thing yeah it's just it looks like Godzilla and then like the neck of Godzilla after being bitten by the the neck of faux Godzilla after being bit by Godzilla opens up similar to like the chest cavity of the dude that's getting shock paddled in the thing. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like we understand the body to be a certain thing and then it opens it up and like, you're ah. like, oh my God, there's a <laughs> mouth in the entirety of this thing. Um, and so that's like a terrible thing that Godzilla has to deal with. Um, I think I'm going to go home and watch the thing after this. Yeah, I know. I it just made so me much. like really. But then um, I don't really feel like talking too much more about what else there is because yeah. you should read it you should yeah, absolutely yeah. read yeah, it yeah it's it's we won't go too much more in depth cuz then um it's going to kind of spoil the whole experience but um read it and then pick up everything the, else James the one thing i will say though is isn't he not i thought somebody told me this in in store that's the only issue of that he's doing what right? i th- thought i was told that Oh man! That's the only issue that he's no. That's uh, that that's devastating. Uh, I don't know. Um, the the last page has a, a picture like next issue, and I believe this is Jason Edmondson. Yeah, I who does the covers for Famous Monsters, which, which you should also what, buy. Which which what is our connection to Famous Monsters? Holly Interlandy. Is the uh, uh, what is she the the like the editor right? She's or is she the, the workhorse editor. Yeah, she does. I lot. don't know if that's a polite thing to say to the. <laughs> I think one person above her at uh, Famous Monsters, but mm-hmm. I know she works like a it's a dog. She's I just, like she works so hard. Yeah, I wanted to get the title correct because I know I don't think it's it's not editor in chief, but no, it's the it's she's the second rung to the top. Yeah. And uh Holly is the buying manager here at Meltdown Comics. Yes. So if you're the buying if you're buying all the comics at like basically the comic shop um of the states and then you're also like the second in command at Famous Monsters, I mean that's That's a lot of work. She is working so hard. She had her like 11th day straight of of work yesterday and so she uh very unapologetically said like yo i'm checking out i'm i'm having a pool party then i'm going to canada and seeing one direction and of course kimmy our intern who she was weeping at the news 
of whatever happened in One Direction World involving a baby. I don't know. I didn't care. But I was immediately concerned for her until she told me so-and-so was having a baby. And then I just thought, oh, you're you're going to be a great woman later on in life and look back on this and not care. Uh, I I looked it up and you were correct. And I was wrong. What the artist is Bob Eagleton coming up? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, the the writer artist cover artist Bob Eagleton for Godzilla okay, Hell Number yeah. Two, which yeah, he's so he is also great. But I I was looking forward to a whole other little uh, series James to go. Yeah, I I wonder if they're gonna start writing like a whole different story yeah. or like. Well, I mean, sort of the last. The very last panel makes kind of alludes this, to something. I mean, makes makes it cyclical. So That's this true. could be contained, and then oh, the issues to I come. I didn't even think of yeah. You know, hmm. it makes it cyclical. Until so I think it could seven. be contained. Oh, oh. Is that how many they're doing? Or are they doing like seven oh, circles? I have no idea. I have that would no cool. idea at all. But that's, yeah, that was, that was my thought. Because then it wouldn't be cyclical. It would be passing on to the next. Mm-hmm. But it sure felt like. You do the next layer. Yeah. You do the next Cause layer. Because if that's, if that's the first circle of hell, holy shit. <laughs> Which I feel like that now, I hope that's what the series is. It's just working through the circles of hell. And what would be Godzilla's seventh circle of hell? And then the eighth is just him coming back. Blam. Is there eight? No, I'm just How saying, like, in work? the eighth issue that he'd, oh, like, okay. he'd fight his way back or something. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird, because, like, what, what, what could you do just with atomic breath if you're in your seventh circle of hell? Well, the seventh circle is ice, right? Is it's, it? Uh, it's um, the beast tra- uh, trapped in ice, I believe. Is it? To be, oh, I don't know to, on to, my text. I, oh man, I've I've read Dante's Inferno, but <laughs> I read the the illustrated version that I bought here, mm. which is a very cartoony looking thing. It's still the same story, but at least but you know it's... that you can buy Dante's Inferno here at Meltdown Comics. Uh, yes, I haven't Just seen it. In, it. Just yeah, go with yeah. It. Eddie, what's Holly your what's what me. what would be your seventh circle of hell? This, this right here. He's just I think like, he's saying he's, silence, which is maddening. Which is that's right. for me, it would be, um, it would be uh, the weight of two tons of dick candles <laughs> crushing me, because oh. I would be trapped underneath two tons of dick candles. Very unflattering, but the scent, uh, the cinnamon scent of it would just be too much. It's too much. Yeah. I would get a headache as I was being crushed, like as my body would it could withstand it for a short while and just like to have a migraine too at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how you get when you go into candle shops. I could maybe do forty seconds. <laughs> I can't do it. Um. I don't know. It depends. It's 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 too many scent. It's it's overload. <laughs> the frontal part of my mind just goes, dude. 
get out get out quick and every every like female family member of mine just goes what's wrong <laughs> and i i have to excuse myself can't do it um okay so i'll talk it, about yeah. bring, i'll talk about uh one of my book books um justice league uh jeff john's justice league um this is part two of the dark side war I'm sure I'm going to continue to talk about each part of the Dark Side War. Um, this picks up basically after um, Miracle, uh, Mr. Miracle has mm. sort of been reintroduced and we see him in his badass new costume. And uh, we learn that Dark Side has a daughter. And when she shows up, she fucks the shit up of the Justice League. Just completely... Uh, takes them all out. Um, Luther and Superman are now on Apocalypse. Um, and Darkseid is searching for Superman, which is kind of funny. It's so very close now. Um, while everyone else is in the midst of trying to suss out what's the anti-monitor going to do? The, and the, the anti monitor. Do you know who the anti monitor is? He is basically. Uh, I would I would love to hear the debate between two um, fa- uh, two schools of thought um, for DC fanboys of who's the bigger DC villain, if it's the anti monitor or if it's Dark Side, because Dark Side mm-hmm. is a big villain. He truly is. Yeah. But um, I would. Knowing my DC knowledge, I would probably say the Anime Monitor is the biggest villain of, of the, the DCU. DCU. Because of Crisis on Infinite Earths, like one of the first huge crossover events for really any publishing house, taking all of their characters together in one colossal threat, like making them um, all come together for, for, for one thing. And it was Anime Monitor at that time. And the whole idea is that he he is um, uh, snuffing out the existence of every Earth in the sequence, mm-hmm. the string theory of the multiverse, and it's just a cosmic wave of white just washing through all all the Earths that ever have been in the multiverse, and so the heroes get wind of it and attempt to stop it. And uh, they do. And so anytime any monitor had shown up, like, after that, it was always like, oh, God, again? Like, <laughs> what's he going to do? Like, there was a um, – he showed up in Sinestro Corps War. Uh, Jeff Johns, like, really starting to get into, like, the good meat of uh, his Green Lantern run. Um, Sinestro recu- recruits um, any monitor. Superboy Prime. Uh, cyborg Superman and then puts Parallax living entity of fear into Kyle Rayner and those are like his four bad dudes so that was like that was a big first issue for Sinestro Core War so anyway yeah. any monitor has been realized um, at the end of Forever Evil he's the big um, bum 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 moment is we hadn't seen him in the new 52 and any monitor showed up at the end of forever evil. So justice league, um, is kind of picking up now on that note. 
And what I feel like we're going to see is Darkseid and Anti-Monitor square off. And the Justice League's just in the middle of that skirmish. And fighting Darkseid's daughter or doing a number of things. But so they're they're teasing out that conflict and, and, and sort of trying to get you to see that like Anti-Monitor has an idea of what he wants to do. And Darkseid has an idea of what he wants to do. And um, uh, I think it's uh, Darkseid's daughter that's trying to say, like, my father wants to meet you. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure he wants to just meet up. Um, and so all that all that time, um, while that skirmish is happening, um, Metron's like, I'm going to remove the Justice League away. And rather than saying thank you, Wonder Woman completely takes... Uh, 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 Metron out of the Mobius chair, which is the throne that he's been observing, like everything that's happened throughout the multiverse, and it's basically the th- it's its own living thing, like thought tower, basically mm-hmm. of like all the knowledge of the multiverse, and whoever's sitting in it is just like uh privileged enough to like see or maybe cursed i don't even know we'll see but um privileged to have uh the knowledge of of, of basically everything in the multiverse and once wonder woman like is like lassos him and says like tell me like uh what is this chair um or it's basically like uh how does she phrase it she basically is like now tell me the truth um uh what do I need to do to like get uh how do I get the information I need to stop the anti monitor? And he's like fighting, he's like, No and she's like, How do I get the answers to my question? And he's like, Take me from the chair. Because mm. he's saying it because he's lassoed and she's yeah. like, Understood, whips him out. The the chair starts going crazy. It's looking for a host, and Green Lantern's like, "No, no, no, guys! Like, everyone, stay away!" And Batman, I don't know what he's like thinking. <laughs> I don't know if knowledge has just always been his thing, but he's like, "Beeline's right for it," and he's like, "It's okay." And then he gets in, and it's just like feeding him all this knowledge and uploading, and it's like pinging. And then basically, I'm not spoiling anything really because it's been advertised for um quite a while now uh yeah yeah and there's no more batman and that's how it's going to tie into uh scott snyder's batman being dead in endgame because he's dead no uh that was a complete red herring he is uh quite the antithesis of being dead he is a god now Ah. and and he says just that while sitting in the mobius throne in a what looks like a very smug way because he now knows everything um he says i'm a god now (laughs) Um, which was like a perfect last panel it was so good Um, so this just makes me really want to see where Bat God is going to go what Lex and Superman are going to do on Apocalypse Um, and then what Darkseid's daughter um, what what, uh, Darkseid's daughter is going to uh, bring to the table so it was a really um, awesome piece this sort of fleshed out everything I felt like I had been promised by this point in terms of advertising. So the next issue, I feel like I'm it's it's just going to be completely a new experience because I, I I feel like I've seen everything and now it's just going to get to exactly what I won't 
what I don't know. What you won't expect. Yeah. So look out for uh, issue 42 that we still have at Meltdown Comics and definitely keep an eye out for issue 43 for Jeff Johns' Justice League. All right. What else? What else? What else? Uh, Brandon Graham. I've we, talked about him, I think, like we, three times in a row We should have segued to Brandon Graham after his to go. We should have, but that's okay. We're still learning they're, in our form of uh, podcast. They're such a great team. Um, well, they're just... Yeah. Did you get a chance to read it? I did not because if you haven't seen it, this book is a monster. Yeah, it it as soon as I saw it, I uh I laughed because on the front it says issue 1, but when you look at it, it's it looks, a small trade. Yeah. I and, I saw it and I thought, "What when did I miss this?" and, and I picked it up issue 1. Compared thought, Oh my god. Compared to how Image packages out their trades, it's really not even a small trade. It's like maybe it's, missing one issue. Yeah. Because Image kind of shorts you uh one issue compared to like DC and Marvel. They usually go with the five issue like yeah. collections. Um but this is this is a this is a trade. So it's it just makes me laugh that it says issue 1. Um and yeah, this is exactly what I wanted um, for a long time, which was Brandon Graham um, uh, just putting out the content that he creates. And he opens it in a way that, again, I admire him a lot in that um, he he does it in a very specific style of he does his art, but he also combines it with like collage, which yeah. I, I've seen. Um, basically, I've seen a few videos of that's what he does. He likes to incorporate um uh, collage into things and so he uh he shows himself sort of spitting out the uh characters of island um in the beginning and and by himself i mean an actual photo he he, <laughs> he collages uh the photo of himself and uh the artwork and then he gives sort of a breakdown of um the of of the book and like who who all's involved in it and uh he has the team up of um Kelly Sudakonic, which he's yeah. always such an advocate for, mm-hmm. and I and I'm happy that they finally um, uh, are have come together and and are doing stuff together because uh, they're both really fantastic, and I think their sort of uh, spaghetti manga approach to <laughs> art is always just uh, completely appreciated. Did you read the whole thing? Uh, I, I I only got to basically that point. Because I, I was working up to, and I was like, yes, I was happy. But then we have uh, um, sort of multiple warheads come back, and just like uh, the things that I, I, I love about uh, Brandon and um, the the previous books, some of those um, come back. And uh, um, so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't finished it because it is just massive. I just, it was yeah. something I wanted, I wanted to savor. Yeah, you know, because it was. It's. I, I'm not sure if this is going to be a, a monthly. Somebody asked me that. They're like, "Holy cow, is it going to? It's not going to be biweekly in this big, is it?" I, I don't think that's the case. Probably, but yeah, um, I just wanted to take my time with it. So, uh, BG, I'm sorry, I can't say fully everything about uh, the book that it, I loved, but it, it certainly deserves be, to be mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's quite ambitious because I just wanted to. Um, I wanted to uh, uh, savor everything, but yeah, there's. Um, there's there's collage in here. There's um uh um unitone of of like red of just red rather than uh, black and white. Uh, red and white. Um, that was really well done. Um, what else is in here? There's there's actual um, prose 
in here, um, Railbirds. Um, that's uh, Kelly Sue helped on that. Um, and then he also featured other artists um, like Emma Rios. Uh, so, yeah, this feels like not just um, Brandon. It feels like a book of collaboration, which mm-hmm. whenever I think of him, that's immediately what I think of as, as somebody who is appreciative of other art artists and um, wa- I think wants to be working with wants them. To be working Profit, and them. Yeah, and Profit is a good example of that too because Profit – Prophet commits a sin that usually I don't like, which is artists switching yeah. in arcs that I'm like, Ugh, can we get some like cohesiveness Consist- and yeah. consistency? But um, uh, Prophet, I'm okay with it. I the- love the art, but I stopped reading Prophet after the first trade because I was so... Lost. Yeah, that's funny. I like I I I have no like I just I, I, well, I, I the fourth trade took forever to come out. I don't understand what what happened there. We, I'd love to have him back and be like, eh, what happened? But uh, the first three trades I read, uh, pretty much a few months after I started working here, and I had him on the live cast um, mm. um, when we when we had him here, and um, I I. I told him that the what I felt was that part of the narrative was being withheld um, because we're introduced to a few of the clones. Yeah. And we understand that each of them have a specific goal that they need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them um, haven't achieved their goal by the third volume. They're... It's it's something they're all working towards, and we want to see them do that. But there's a few clones that come up, um, one of which achieves his goal within the issue and then dies. And so it's like it's just this idea of like, oh, we really can introduce a clone and then kill – like the idea of the clone, everyone's expendable. We root for some, but they're expendable, and new ones can be reintroduced. And so to me, the narrative – if you give all these clones one objective and you're sort of you can you can you can have that be the case they have a starting point and an end point for them but where do all the endpoints meet up mm. that could be figured out so whether he's withholding i think he admitted to he's like i'm glad that you feel that way you know <laughs> he 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 sort of he was i think he was being humble but he was like yeah i i i'm glad you feel that way um, but what I feel like I see is, is sort of, they have an objective, they're working towards something and later we'll find out what it is and where that big moment of clarity happens within the entire book. Uh, I could see it happening, you know, towards the last two thirds and then the narrative continues, or it could be something that just happens at the very end. Mm-hmm. They all, uh, sort of come together. And um, my voice cracked. And um, yeah, so uh, so I was really happy with the profit. But again, um, I think he just likes to collaborate, and that's why like getting him and Simon Roy and um, I forget. I apologize. I don't remember the other two, but I think there's mm-hmm. two other artists that sometimes throw in on profit, and uh, they all feel like they're they're from similar camps. 
and they get it and they get the story and and sort of how it should be told and so it's never distracting for me it's just always sort of like oh which one's this this week yeah okay cool um so yeah so um the other ones that i had were uh this week uh secret six um and um yeah, basically all DC as always. But uh, the the one thing I want to say about uh, Secret Six um, that I liked, which is is uh, being written by Gail Simone. Who? Gail Simone. Oh, <laughs> who's that? Who's Gail Simone? Like, wait, what? Uh, Gail oh, Simone, oh. Um, which I think you're a huge fan of Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, oh, huge was a stretch, and now I'm just making ass of myself. No, um, no, 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 no. I I do love. Batgirl, but yeah. the the current um, the current writer, yeah, uh, Brendan Fletcher, I believe. Yeah. Is the yeah, I I like I like them too. Um, it's just funny because a lot of people were such diehard Gail Simone, Simone fans, fans, yeah, that they felt like showing like like dropping off the book would be commitment to her, and and it was like, well, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to turn you on to that character and like build up a platform for someone else to stand on. You should you should support them. That's how I always felt. But uh, yeah, I think it's great. I haven't stopped uh, liking Batgirl, but Secret Six I like because I feel like it's a metaphor for what a number of these books are doing, which is the art style. Um, uh, I think that Durenik's doing. Um, is very uh harkens back to an era but it's it is grounded in a modern day context mm. um and having fun which is what i feel like most of these books now post convergence are doing um they're having fun they're they've lightened up it's mm. okay a joke can come in not not even just every once in a while it can be a can be a funny you know, book. a very it can be an engine it can mm-hmm. um push it through and um i think it's funny because the um the main the main guy in it he is uh the sort of like um the uh um i don't know i want to call him the spotsworth the uh uh um the head guy in charge who's giving the orders he uh he basically there's a character that's is they haven't said it yet but it's basically understood to be trans mm. and um he's like that ain't right and they're like um excuse me and he's like you should have a hat when we're gonna go meet these people so there's this like running joke of him and at, at, at the very end he's like any of you know what LGBTQ mixer is and so he's like just a really likable guy that's just so ignorant to like trans and like that but it's like a very lovable ignorance almost it's like one day we're gonna have a sit down and talk about this this world now this modern context and you're gonna you're gonna catch up but it's just like such a lovable and that's what's funny it's like it's making that topic accessible and Mm -hmm. anyone that doesn't necessarily know anything about that community you have a way in by having a character almost in a um, Drax-like fashion, which is like everything going over his head. Yeah, and and you can't, you don't necessarily know what the joke is, but you can relate to him not getting the joke 
And if he ever learns what the joke is, then you also Bling. learn not the joke, but the um, the message of. Uh, so that's what I like about Secret Six is uh, it's it's just really loose, and there's like always there's always almost an orgy joke, um, and uh, uh, like their fight right now, like these, this is the most civilized fight that they because they it happens in like an ideal like pink suburban house, this fight, um, and these like basically girl bandits are cracking jokes while they fight the main team. But they're making it seem like they're like they're just be- basically being like, "Oh, you're so nice," the entire time. So it's it's a weird. There's I feel like myself. There's some subtext that I don't know that like maybe this whole thing is about orgies and mm-hmm. like you bring someone into your home, you fight with them, and then it just like it always just devolves into an orgy, a fight orgy of sorts. Um, so yeah, Secret Six, a lot of fun um, in league with many of the other DC books post convergence that are are um, lightening up and being good bridge of this is what the property was and this is what it is in modern context. So two thumbs up. Nice, Eddie. What were your books? Just has not moved. Yeah, he's at least he's breathing with his mouth wide open. It's uh, it's good to see that he's breathing again. Um, because I thought he was dead, but I don't. So did I. I don't know how to wake him out of this coma. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. He he didn't even touch his water bottle, so maybe we just poured it on him. That'll probably wake him up. I think so. Any thoughts before we wake up, Eddie? Uh, Giant Days is also great. It's a really funny book. You sold me. It's awesome. I'm sold. I don't. I. I mean, just just get into it. Boombox has been doing a lot of fun stuff, and uh, just pick it up. I'm glad <laughs> you work behind the register and sell books. <laughs> um, yeah, Boombox. I think that's that's why I can't do that because I just I just buy it. <laughs> just, just, you're the most trustworthy. Bye. Yeah, just fucking just skim just through it. it. You're gonna love. I just it. like imagine you doing it's, that with the De Niro face. You know, you just buy it. It's about these three girls in college in Canada, I believe, and it's kind of just their okay, lives. We're getting somewhere. One is a. Uh, I want to say like a, a grungy type, angry person the other one is a more goth fun person mm-hmm. and then the third one is like a bookworm wait who we can't... you said goth and fun in the yeah like sense? she's she yeah <laughs> okay she has a, a very goth style but she's like the most lively of the three okay and then what was the third uh she's a, a bookworm nerdy type and right now she's currently trying to like figure out so i feel like you just described chipmunks but but hey. Alvin would be goth or um I can never remember she would that. definitely be Alvin yeah but there's also the there are the female chipmunks and I can't remember their names yeah I can't remember them either I'm so sorry <laughs> I just listen I only know because I listen to Alvin 
like Christmas, like oh, the I used to watch the, the, cartoon. the Chipmunks Christmas. Dude, I played that cassette uh, well into March. If there was still snow on the ground in Iowa, I could listen to that. Is that still going? It's only it's only a uh, problem if I start listening to Chipmunk Christmas when uh, flowers are in bloom. The middle of summer. But this the snow lasted for a while in Iowa, well into whatever the new year was. Um, okay, was there any other books that you had? Uh. Adventure Time, Fiona, and Cake Card Wars, which was cool because it came with a Card Wars card. That looks like a Pokemon card. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess every card looks like a Pokemon card to me because that's the card game that I play. That we all know. We all knew and love. Yes. But no one. It was a holographic? No. No. I mean, maybe there's holographic cards, but none that I've ever seen. That would be cool. Yeah. I have a... I bought one of those packs... That's the, uh, I got the BMO and Lady Rainicorn Card Wars pack. Yes. I paid it, like, twice. It's fine. I just, uh, it's, I still don't quite fully understand the rules, but That's okay. I've had fun playing. You can always make up your own. Yeah. I would love to see you try, like, you should insert those into, like, Cards of human, uh, cards Against Humanity. Uh, I've never played you never played that game? I've never played that game. That's okay. You're saying I will. I don't want you to go to the dark side. You played apples to apples though. I don't think I ever played that either. I've um, well, many, come uh, out from under your rock. Yeah. Uh, I've played Settlers of Catan. I've only ever played. I Dungeons haven't played that either. Once. I heard it's cool. I don't quite get the appeal. Of which one? Settlers of Catan. Settlers. Oh, yeah. I somebody explained it to me, and they're like, "It's um, you." Uh, that's not how they sounded. Uh, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, it's it's a small a... civilization." It sounds like The Sims. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I there's the two games that Eddie has over at Flat Collectibles and Meltdown Comics. Yeah. Uh, one is. Um, you hear that? We're plugging you. I actually forgot the name of the game, but it's like King of New York, and it's just monsters fighting to own New York. Eddie, what game is he talking about? He's so useless. This is exactly how he is at work, too. <laughs> well, he's awake now. That's good. Um, I think the game that I... That Fat has that I'd, I'd definitely play if like somebody was like, oh, yeah, let's... Let's uh besides hero clicks, that is my jam. That is my plastic crack. And like Eddie turns his nose up at me anytime that I'm like, yo, get some of those pieces in here, I'll sell them. Anytime I'm working a fat shift. And he's just like, because mm, it's not the game he plays, but it's yeah. literally the only the one game that I'm like obsessive about and I'm sort of jonesing and like I'm just sort of like, Yeah, when are you gonna get more of those uh hero clicks in here? Um I, I think I wanna play the uh the Star Wars game that has those diecast ships. Oh yeah, that looks I'm tight. So I'm so curious. It looks super dope because I, uh, sometimes they get in like uh, what was the um, whatever um, Rendar's ship was from uh, Shadows of the Empire. Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. It's it's basically a tiny um, a tiny Millennium Falcon. 
It's like a asymmetrical ship that uh, has the like side cockpit. Um, now I'm I'm vaguely getting some memories. Of that's it, but. yeah, but it's it's got like uh like a tiny um like it's got the back it's got the back booster that like the Millennium Falcon has just smaller not so wide around the ship mm-hmm. and then it has the um what was it uh one of the guys in uh that Stonecutters um one of the managers for Stonecutters um which is the Simpsons trivia here he explained it to me those little like vents on the back mm-hmm. near the the booster at at the um in the back god yes thank you the back of the ship Derek um, those vents let out exhaust so that it can um, I think it was the Y axis he said um, it can that's why the Millennium Falcon can turn so well mm. because it's basically letting out exhaust and thrusting at the same time so it's like two modes of force yeah um, that's also another ship this tiny Millennium Falcon. Both of them well, have that vent. Yeah, that game looks awesome. Yeah, so but, come to Fat Collectibles, buy those. Fat Collectibles, but also I want to I wanna plug this other place because was, I was just there before hey, this. Hang on, buddy. It's not a store. Don't worry. Game Go House on. Cafe. Game House Cafe, okay. It's a cafe with coffee and sandwiches and all that jazz. Okay. Uh, it's a nice place, but we don't have food for you here. So I yeah. guess, except for chips in the back, dollar during shows, free if you have five every day, club member pin. Oh really? Blam. Wow, uh, buddy, yeah. dropping some knowledge on us, Eddie. What do you yeah. think of that? Yeah, right. He's, uh, he's now asleep again. It's a cafe, but they've got like. Walls filled with board games that you play. It's five dollars, and you can. Oh, play as long okay, as you yeah, want. I know that place. I've never, I've heard of it, never been there till today, and it was awesome. I want to go back and try a bunch of games. I want to try eighty two. Eighty two is from uh, I. Oh man, is it good? Me and eighty two. The barcade. Eighty two is a barcade. LA. They've got a great selection of arcade games, but it is still a bar. And you definitely get that bar crowd that's like, come on, I'm trying to play games here. Get, get out of my face. Are they broy? Yes. They're so, broy? A lot. That's uh. it's a it's kind of a broy place. Yeah. But you can go during the day, like when they first that's open, true. and it's very empty and okay. it's awesome. Yeah, I guess like. Uh... I could just see how like drunk people getting too competitive about games that it's like we're just on. getting drunk or just getting being drunk, yeah, drunk. In general, the lines for like Street Fighter and all those games are always way too long. Do they do that annoying thing? Like that's a thing out here. I feel like I see too frequently is like a bar table or uh, I I went to Roosevelt and like there was people just chilling at the bowling alleys that are there. And they're like, it's $100 per game. But there's people just like camping out, not really letting anyone play. play. And it's kind of like, you got to play us to beat us. And I don't know, like, in what communities, like, it feels like only out here that I've experienced that. But it's like, you got to beat the best to play. And uh, that's douchey. That's uh, douchey. I... I haven't seen that there, but okay. I know that like 
the Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, whatever their like main fighting game is, yeah. is like the big one with the crowd, and then it's like one guy wins, and then someone else tries to beat him, and if he just keeps winning, he's just gonna keep playing. Yeah, like that. But that's just that's just competition. That's just how it's cast. Yeah. To be. Um, as far as I can tell, it's not like one group of. Friends. What is the what is the newest Mortal Kombat they have there? Do you recall? Or is it only I, old school? I haven't been in a while, but that's because of an experience I had last time that I don't want to talk about on air. That's okay. I'm not looking to bring up any PTS or anything like that. It's a... It's okay. If they shamed you, dude, you can always exact your revenge at whenever time is convenient for you. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm waiting to do with Eddie. He is in the most vulnerable position right now, and I have not done anything to him other than attempt to resuscitate him and you drew those eyebrows on him that's true and pretty funny took those pictures with the candle dick (laughs) that i only you me and the nsa are gonna see (laughs) um more books uh that's all i have okay so the closing portion of tonight will be me beatboxing again for let's say 15 seconds and then you doing an outro so that way we can have an intro be cut for us and an outro be cut for us here we go for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome and you can keep up with all of their sales and events that happen every day.